podcasting from the world's most livable city, Melbourne. This is the Your Career Down Under Show, a podcast dedicated to help newly arrived skilled migrants and settled migrants with their career and employment issues. We interview recruiters, career coaches, HR experts and employers who share tips, techniques and insights to help you land a job quickly and rapidly advance your career. Hello everyone, this podcast series is a part of our effort to help job seekers and professionals really navigate the unprecedented times or the COVID-19 times that we find ourselves in. So for this episode, I am joined by Caroline Brown from Interview IQ and we are discussing how to create a personal marketing plan, also known as job search plan. So let's talk to Caroline and find out what are some of the key steps required in creating a personal marketing plan. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening from wherever you are watching this special episodes of LinkedIn Live coming to you. I'm from India and my dear friend is is sitting in Gippsland, which is in Victoria, Melbourne. Um, You know, we we are trying to do this started on Monday uh, that we spoke about uh, dealing with uncertainty. And on Tuesday, we spoke about networking during these challenging times. Yesterday, we had an amazing, uh, you know, LinkedIn Live where we had people who are at the very uh, sort of cold face to the employers and uh, what are the employers telling them about uh, about the opportunities and about how a job seeker should be doing right now. There's an amazing episode uh, you know, on that. And today we are going to talk about something different, but the, our intention, mine and Caroline's intention is that we continue to bring uh, you know, ideas, insights, and inspirations to all the job seekers during these tough and challenging times. Mind you, me and Caroline uh, also have not experienced these kind of times before. And, uh, you know, so we don't come with a sort of, you know, position that we know everything. We interact and we discuss and we take offline comments from people. Uh, about what they want to listen and what they want to talk about. So uh, since you know LinkedIn Live doesn't, uh, you know, this particular platform that I use doesn't allow me to see the comments on live. What I suggest is if you've got questions for me and Caroline during this, uh, you know, LinkedIn Live, 
please send me uh, you know a direct message on LinkedIn and I'll make sure that I cover that as part of the LinkedIn live so Caroline before we welcome back again uh, how's the weather up there it's absolutely beautiful. It's a very uh, gentle, warm day with a lovely breeze and and mm -hmm. sun. So yeah, um, yeah. It's just just really. I'm in. A, I'm very lucky to be in a very peaceful part of the world. So yeah. just a couple of things that I wanted to say from yesterday in particular um, yeah. around like positivity or just mm. how important it is to remain connected and to talk to people because I found mm. with the guys that we spoke to yesterday yeah. that I came away with a renewed sense of optimism, mm. um, you know, listening to their perspectives um, around what's happening mm. because, yeah. um, you know, one was an IT recruiter and one was a yeah. graduate program saying that yeah. those things are still continuing and that yeah. they're available. So, with yeah, with this, it is that, like what Nashad and I are doing is, well, Nashad's in India, I'm in Gippsland. You can connect with anyone around the world. It's Absolutely. it's a it's a fantastic thing to to keep your um, keep your options open and your mindset positive. I think so. Yeah, that's what's Excellent. happening in Gippsland. That's, that's <laughs> how I feel really after that's chatting that's to the guys. That's absolutely fantastic. It's uh, you know I'm in Ahmedabad, which is the western part of India. And, uh, you know, it's cloudy right now, uh, which is very different uh, at this part, this time of the year. But, you know, I think, uh, you know, we will uh, carry along. And, you know, obviously today we are going to talk about a very different topic. You know, it's, it's probably not talked about as much uh, in the open discussions as it should. Uh, but, you know, you know, if, if you want to achieve anything, you know, if you want to lose weight, uh, I'll probably go back to that example of losing weight because I started gym uh, probably a couple of months before my my travel to India, hoping that I will lose weight and then in India I will eat uh, as much as I want, gain weight and come back uh, a bit more. It defeats the purpose, doesn't it? <laughs> and it actually defeated the whole purpose because, you know, I'm I'm – I'm here. I've not eaten much, um, mm -hmm. and I've actually shedded, uh, you know, a few kilos, which is very different uh, for somebody who's visiting India. But that's separate. My point is that if you know, I have if you have a goal of losing weight, or you know, a, you know, running a marathon, of of anything, you know, one of the most important thing into that is obviously you've got, uh, you know, a vision. You've got, uh, you know, a drive in order to achieve that. But without really detailing the plan or without actually putting the putting the plan on paper, it's not going to work as effectively as it should. Otherwise, it's just random actions that we take. And, uh, you know, those random actions come together and we produce that outcome. And we believe that, uh, you know, maybe this is the right way to do that. But looking for a job is, is a bit different. Um, you know, because there are many moving pieces, um, you know, when you're looking for work. So that's the that's the thing that we are attacking or discussing, uh, you know, today around around planning. So, Kailan, how, you know, why it is so critical to have a real written plan? I'm not talking about a plan in your head, yeah. but like a written plan uh, of action. Yeah. yeah. I think it's good to have, well, you want to be able to, 
I guess focus your energies in the right area because if you sort of go scattergun with this, um, you can be wasting a lot of time and that's probably yeah. the last thing that you want to do. But the act of putting, one of my clients had this great quote the other day. It was like mm -hmm. Napoleon talking to his tailor and it was like, dress me slowly so I can go quickly into battle. So the plan is like something that you spend some quality time reflecting on yeah. because that's going to steer you um, in the right in the right direction. And I, I tend to use with my clients, especially the ones in straight to shortlist, we develop what I call a job search compass. So yeah. it's just the thing that guides you around where you're actually going to um, focus your efforts. But the act yeah. actually builds up your confidence because yeah. you know, you're starting from a place where you know you know you and I I know you've got a version of mine, but and yeah. you know dig into that a little bit later on. But sure. it really does give you direction and confidence um, in yourself and when you're talking to people mm. as well and the types of roles that you should be um, approaching or focusing on. I agree. And, you know, you know, uh, you know planning is is very, very important. So let's let's talk about some of the important components of of a plan. So, you know, uh, you know as I, sh I also shared my Kind of a template that i have recently created i've not uh, you know implemented it as yet because i there are still a couple of things that i'm working through uh but what are what are the things that you feel look at building a plan what are the things that one should look at so let's start from from the very scratch of of these things so if i take a take a piece of paper and if i start to write down uh mm. the plan what is the first thing that i should be doing well, um, what's worked with my clients and myself yeah. is start off with a blank sheet of paper mm. and I mean, I go through a, a structured approach, but yeah. I get people to go from really the known and then they can extend that into the unknown. So I get people okay. to, first of all, do a brain dump of about between five to ten business problems that they've solved, which tend to mm. be what you know, people might say mm. are their achievements. Mm. Yeah. So, and using um, the STAR approach, essentially. So, mm. what was the scenario? Why was that problem created? What actions did you take? And what value, what impact did you have? And what was the value of that impact to the organisation? So, mm. I get people to do five to ten of those, which really gets mm. them thinking in terms of being a business problem solver. Yeah. It helps people identify... Um, the skills that they have um, and mm. it helps people identify the types of organisations they might want to target and mm. their value positions and their achievements. Yeah. Five yeah. to ten questions to start, sorry, five to ten examples yeah. of problems that you've solved, um, writing them out on paper because mm. that will actually, you know, you go broad and then, then yeah. you basically narrow down. And then yeah. what I get people to do, this is kind of like the pre-work before the plan, yeah. you sit there and think about, um, answer the questions of what they really enjoy, um, yeah. what their motivations are to do a good job and what mm. strengths are they um, applying when they've done their best work. And they're, mm. they're the questions that then start to form the basis of a plan. And it's one of those things where, you know, you sit there with a glass of wine, a cup of coffee, a beer or, or whatever and just or go for a walk mm. um, and do it quietly. But just make sure you get it all out onto the table 
um, the mm. accept again really does start to build your confidence and becomes a basis um, of the plan. So I don't yeah. know, what would you do with your, your clients? Yeah, actually? so uh, you know, that I, I think I do ask my clients in, in the first session self to do an exercise, uh, you know, take a butcher paper out. And, and what I want you to write is 10 accomplishment stories. Mm. And so I want you to focus on five personal stories and five professional stories. I don't mean personal stories uh, by, you know, you helping somebody cross the road, not accomplishment like that. But you, 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 you're planning some, your cousin's wedding. Uh, could be a, a personal accomplishment because it, mm. it, it involves a lot of lot of skills that you have developed over a period of time. You you running a marathon could be a personal accomplishment, and then you look at professional accomplishments. Mm. And uh, the reason why I, I choose to to uh, to also include personal accomplishments because as we know we don't you know you and I don't stop being uh, you know using our skills. Uh, you know, after five of them, we don't say, oh, I don't know project management now because I stopped working at five. I am, you know, so so you still use those skills, right? And I want you to see you as, an, as a whole holistic, uh, you know, person rather than just looking at yourself, uh, you know, from professional prism. So that's one of the things I, you know, I think we are on the same page mm. around, uh, you know, around that. Um, but one, one other thing that I then, yeah. I was just going to say that that personal thing, yeah. often you're not you're fully express, expressing everything you can bring to the table, everything you want to do yeah. if you yeah. just focus on work. And the personal stuff is the stuff that probably teases out more of what you enjoy in a way. So, yeah, sorry, yeah. that interrupted you. But, yeah, that yeah. I think that's a great no, idea. Yeah. You know, at the same time, you know, you know, Karen, what I've also understood, uh, you know, in, in these many years of experience is that it's it's that the personal touch that you have, uh, mm. you know, helps you to stand out in the marketplace, uh, you know, anyway, uh, because rather than people are also not just looking at you professionally, they are also looking at your personal skills and how you've applied those skills in your in your personal life. So no, you know you don't have to feel, um, you know, kind of uh, what do we say, limited to to think about your professional stuff when you are designing mm. a plan, uh, because yeah. the 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 the, uh, the the lines between professional and personal is often blurred, and in good. these circumstances, it's it's actually it doesn't exist now, yeah. uh, you know, at all. Yeah. And I think also. You know, those questions about what you really enjoy and, you know, what your motivations are and what your values are, they help you find the right organisation as well that's a yeah. fit for you, which is part, one half of the plan. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I get people to, and I'll go into this a bit later, but I get people to divide up a page. But the thing yeah. is that when you talk about things that you love, when mm. your face lights up, when you can... Mm you know, explain and you're excited about it, people mm. get excited with you and they get caught up in that and, and they're hiring you for that same level of excitement exactly. and cultural fit. So, exactly. you know, I've, I've in my business from time to time hired people that have just had, just really wanted to work with me because of, exactly. you know, had yeah. that attitude. And so yeah. that those questions, that don't neglect them. They're, they're equally as important because they they help you 
be genuine and sincere about what you're, um, you know, what you're approaching, basically. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know. So then, then let's let's you know take the next step. So another thing that I ask you to ask you know, all my clients to do is to is to write their employment goal with mm -hmm. as much clarity as they can, and you know a lot of you know. So one employment goal could be that I want to be a business analyst, or I want to uh, you know a civil engineer, uh, you know, or an estimator, for example, right? But you know, be I, I prefer you to be even more, little bit more specific than that. Uh, you know, so I want to be a business analyst working in financial institutions. I want to work, you know, business analysts who want to work in, um, you know, I don't know, telecommunications, for example. So the, you know, I, I know it's it's it sounds very counterintuitive. Not many people, uh, you know, agree because you don't want to be boxed into just one, um, you know, kind of a role. But if you think about from a view of business, uh, you know, and you you thinking like an entrepreneur, you got to you got to have a clarity on that goal because the clearer you are. Uh, you know, the, the resume will be much more clear in terms mm. of intention and your network will be much more clear in terms mm. of intention. If I can yeah. just give a quick example and then, you know, uh, you know, take your idea on this, Caroline, is that, you know, a lot of people, when they approach uh, me or they approach someone else, they just say, I need a job. Mm -hmm. And the next question is usually what kind of job? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I've, I've, I'm a project manager. I've done this and that and this and that, and I can do anything. But the mm -hmm. moment you say I can do anything, you've lost me or you've lost many other people. Yeah. Because if I send my resume to Caroline uh, and the resume, you know, it says, Caroline, hey, you should ask me to reach out to you. This is my resume. If you can help me. Mm. That is not enough communication because Caroline then needs to know what kind of work you're looking at. Because yeah. that will determine whether Caroline can really help you or not. But what mm -hmm. happens when you when it's just say that I'm looking for anything or not being specific, Caroline can either help you or she will say, you know what, I received this kind of resumes, hundreds. I'll just I'll just make you happy and I'll say I'll look you know, look for something for you, but I will never act on that because yeah. you have not clarity. What are your thoughts on having a clarity about it? I think it's absolutely crystal clear, uh, not crystal clear, I think it's absolutely important to do that, um, to have that clarity because it's like that marketing saying if you oh. if you want to appeal to everybody, you appeal to nobody. It's around yeah. you have believability if you understand how your skills can benefit that particular organisation. So that that's the clarity that you get from from actually um, having, having a plan. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> What I get people to do is identify organ like the the right hand part of that page on my yeah. value list is um, organizations that you can target yeah. and business problems you can solve for that organization. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you're not necessarily saying that you're um, you know a business analyst. You might be saying um, I can I can help like I, I can work for say uh you know a large health organization might be the organization that my, I, i'll target and i can help them oh. solve these problems with my business oh. and, I, 
analysis type skills or my project project type skills. So um, you're kind of identifying the organisations, the types of business problems they might have and how you can value with a specific set of skills that you have. And often, you know, that approach helps people actually um, when they're networking um, bring those things into the conversation as as it's appropriate, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also I think think writing makes things more clearer in your head. Because you know, I'm I'm pretty sure that you have had this experience, you know, you know, writing resumes. In my head, I'm very clear on how do you, do I want this client to look on the paper. But when I'm writing it, right, then I say, oh, it doesn't make sense. Now it doesn't make yeah. sense. How to change this? How to change this? So that's that that also happens. So when you write things, it will actually force you to think much deeper. And yeah. it naturally, I think you naturally think. Uh, you know, uh, you know, deeper and different perspective that you can bring yeah. when you are writing things about about those things. One other thing that I also wanted to emphasize is what you said about what problems do you solve. Mm. I think most of us do not have the grapple about the problems we solve. Yeah, uh, you know, we we don't know what real problems do we solve. Like for example, I give this classic example, and I ask. That what problems do you think a receptionist or somebody who sits on the reception solves for mm-hmm. companies? Yeah. And uh, you know, my answer is that it solves the problem of productivity. Yeah. Because what the reception does is to screen the calls to mm-hmm. make sure that the people who sit at the background in the offices have got yep. maximum time to do the things yep. that they have to be doing. So that's, yep. that's the problem that the reception solved. Now, if the reception is aware of it, then he or she can pitch, uh, you know, like this way to the employer, yeah. which will yeah. be more appealing because the employer says, hang on, this is like how a business would think. There's and absolutely a huge difference yeah. between saying I'm a receptionist versus saying yeah. I'm a receptionist and one of the things I really enjoy is helping the business run more efficiently by being able to steer those calls in the right direction and present the front face of the organisation and represent it professionally. And that's why, I mean, we can speak, we, we, I know that you and I, we tend to speak very generally a lot of the time about yeah. the value, but that's a, a fantastic example of yeah. going, yeah. what's the impact that I can have on yeah. an organisation? It's not just a receptionist. It's like I'd love to be able to, ha- you know, having a networking conversation or even... Yeah. You know, pitching yourself for a job, yeah. being, I'd yeah. love to be able to help you with that because I know that you know I can free up your time doing this. Exactly. And then, exactly. Because you've taken from a skill to a yeah. how what does it mean to the other person, mm. basically, or that yeah. business? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's very important. So that's another thing that I want. You know, I, I ask the clients, right? Is that what problems do you solve? Mm. And I want you to think really deeply about it. The first answer is always a wrong answer in this. Mm. Because the first answer would be, I solve, you know, I, I find, uh, you know, bugs into the software. But that's not mm. the problem you solve. The mm. problem you really solve is that you produce an error-free product so that it mm. increases client satisfaction and you get more orders and things like that, which is, mm. which is the business impact that we are talking about. And that's mm. that's uh, one 
another piece of thing that I, uh, you know, want the clients to really be more clearer, uh, you know, on that. Um, you know, another thing that, that, you know, a lot of us and which you partially touched on that is that why do you think you are a great fit for the role? Right. Oh, is that yes? You know, because you have to justify, yeah. right? Because yeah. a lot, lot of the time, you know, the you know, uh, you know, a lot of questions around in the interviews are based around why do you why think do you, you are a great yeah. fit for the role, right? Yeah. And you've yeah. got to come up with a real, sensible, a really uh, meaningful, you know, yeah. So it's right? not just about well, I'm a great team player and I'm good with people and da 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 da. It's well, I've worked in organisations that have gone undergone similar challenges to what you've mm. done, and that's where mm. I've found that I really thrive on, you know, delivering to A, B, and C yeah. in, in that environment. That's why I'm a great fit. Or I yeah. know this about your organisation, mm. and um, I've always loved doing, you know, that in that kind of environment. So you're being yeah. quite quite specific around. Yeah. The fit because you you know you're showing that you've done your done your research and you're just not making a laundry list of claims that you know everybody makes basically exactly mm. exactly and another, another thing that i you know want to uh, sort of add to that is is that that's the time for you to really tell um you know stories uh, or yeah. write stories in fact you know why am i great fit you know so you could be great fit from cultural point of view and even from technical point of view but but you got to justify that, you know, and, and, and writing this makes it more clearer that this is why you are a great fit, um, you know, for that particular role um, that we are talking about. Another, you know, uh, uh, jump yes. back to the writing down mm. bit mm. about a couple of things around that. Mm. When you write things down, you start to believe them. That's really mm. like it's a mechanical type thing that helps it mm. kind of embed in your brain. But also the act of writing brings up more ideas. Mm. So it's kind of like it's a confidence. It's like opening up the creative pot, but mm. it's also a confidence repetition yeah. um, building exercise exercise as well. So, yeah, I just wanted to jump in and say, yeah, you know, absolutely. we it down because you will easily and quickly forget it. And the other reason around writing it down is that I know people that have taken the value proposition statements that we've developed in yeah. networking and they've they've left them with the, the organization or left them left them with the person. Yeah. Um, so it's a thing that you can um, present but also you know you you have it there as a reminder because when you're yeah. looking for a job mm. thing that absolutely get the guaranteed thing is you're gonna get yeah. knockbacks. Got yeah. to your confidence, and it's very, very easy to fall into victim mode. Oh. So you've oh. got to do whatever it takes to yeah. keep reinforcing yeah. what you can do and what you have done yeah. to keep your confidence up. So that, yeah, yeah. just want to pick up on that because I think absolutely, it's, um, really absolutely, important. absolutely. And you know, the next step is you know is is a step which uh, you know which I I think which is you know equally important is around identifying barriers uh, to you know to, to to getting those kind of jobs because you know i worked many many years back in employment agencies and 
Uh, we used to develop employment pathway plans for job seekers. Um, and the employment pathway plan involved uh, what's the employment goal for this person? What are the activities that we are, we are uh, putting in place for this person? But there was also a section which talked about barriers to employment. You know, and it was it was quite you know quite uh, sort of you know in your face thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and it was good in a way that you know I'm not assuming that this person can do this kind of work. Mm. I have to be I have to ask those questions, and we we considered barriers in two aspects, uh, Caroline. One is a vocational barrier, and mm -hmm. another is a non-vocational barrier. And we all you know these are the only two barriers that that. You know uh, that we can fit the whole thing in. So you know we also the job seekers sh should be able to do that. There's you know what's the vocational barrier? Let's say that if you want to work as a business analyst, and in in you know in in uh, in banking industry, and then you then you scour through all the jobs and everything else, and you find out a particular software that most of them are looking for, or a particular skill set that most of them are looking for. Well, write that down. Because that could be a barrier to finding that kind of work, or that could be a barrier to being shortlisted for that. And so, vocational barriers is something that that sort of doesn't allow you, to, you know, like a license or compliance or software, um, you know, or qualification or any of those things. And secondly, is non-vocational barriers. Mm -hmm. We're talking about whether do you have, uh, you know, effective communication, listening skills. Or whether you have presentation skills, or whether you have the etiquettes required, or all those other things, soft skills or essential skills that we talk about. What are your your thoughts on on really identifying uh, you know those barriers? I think there well, there's lots of reason, good reasons to do it. Um, one is a you want to know what they are, and b you can fix those. Um, it's interesting, but it's also a little bit of a networking tool, to be honest. So I often get people who want to change careers or want to change sectors to reach out to the to people on LinkedIn and ask their advice about what it takes. So one of those things could be, say, you're, you know, you're an accountant and you don't have your CPA, yeah. um, is, you know, talking to people about, um, you know, how important a CP, like, could you give me some advice on how important this is or could you give me some yeah. advice on how to get around this? That's a, you know, you've identified a great a barrier and it's a great networking tool to un uncover whether that's actually a true barrier. The other thing about barriers is often they're very invisible to ourselves. Mm. In fact, mm. <laughs> probably 99% of the time Absolutely. we don't know that what we do makes us our own worst enemy so I think, you know, if you're not getting a job and you mm. really believe that you're skilled and qualified and mm. um, the right experience and you can do that mm. job and you're getting, you know, knockback after knockback, there's mm. something going on that people aren't telling you about and that's an yeah. invisible barrier. And it requires, mm. you know, got to have that conversation with some people that you yeah. trust to get that, that bad news. Because I've seen that time and time again with people yeah. Um, you know, something that they're doing or the way that they're mm. interacting or something that they don't mm. have um, is actually getting in in their way. So yeah. and it even may be, you know, um, the way that you've 
viewed your career to date, yeah. you know, is a barrier in that it's just been mm -hmm. a job you haven't invested in, in, in moving forward. So, yeah, it, mm. it's, 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 you know, you can, you can see some of them, but I, some yeah. of our ones we're really blind to. Yeah, true. Blind spots, you know, yeah. in a way. Yeah. And you might have to go. I think I think those informational interviews that we you know touched upon on Tuesday is a is a very important uh, way for you to find out what uh, you know vocational and non-vocational gap uh, that might exist, which which doesn't allow you to 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 really pursue the career or the job that you are looking for. Hmm. Well, it's a great question to ask people. Yeah. You know. I'd love to find out more about what you yeah. do and how you got yeah. into to this yeah. and what do you see as the critical things and where should I go and get this qualification or should I go and, you know, acquire yeah. this skill? Um, yeah. Again, you know, you, you're getting great information, but you're building a relationship as well. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, in, in, in the last piece of thing that I, you know, I've included into this um, sort of, you know, one-page uh, marketing plan is the target industry in the list of the employers because it's yeah. great to, you know, it's, it's great to, to have done everything, but then you have not even identified 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 100 employers, uh, you know, to be able to, to go and talk to these, uh, these employers. Yeah. Um, so if I can ask you this question around how do you really identify um, you know, these employers, what are some of your, uh, you know, hacks on identifying, you know, the right employers? Well, I think if you look at, um, if you start with um, identifying the business problems that you've solved and that, that star approach of those questions, you know, what was the scenario? What was the action you took? What, what was the outcome? Yeah. Take a step um, before that and go, mm. what, what led to this problem in the mm. business? Was the mm. business rapidly scaling? Was, was the market mm. disrupting? Were there new competitors coming in? Um, because that can actually then, you know, you can have a list of 25 employers, right, or 25 companies, mm. Mm. but not always that, that those 25 companies are actually the right company for you to target with your set of yeah. skills. So yep. you might be somebody that, you know, really is great in fast-growing businesses um, yep. because you know how to sort of create order out of a bit of chaos. Or you might be somebody that's great at, at sort of working a lot in, in a large enterprise. So yep. um, in terms of that, that list, yep. narrow it down to, you know, or prioritise it according yep. to which of those organisations is going through a mm. phase or has that same mm. set of challenges as where you've actually been able to deliver results because that will help you hone in on mm. and fo mm. focus on that. So mm. um, that would be, you know, um, that, yeah. that's why the pre-work is really important because mm. you'll find that there's probably, if you if you scan back through your career, you'll find that there might be a lot, a lot more people that you can target yeah. And a lot more value, a lot more things that you can actually do um, than what you've just re most recently done. Yeah. And it also, it helps you be, like it helps you in that kind of networking oh. approach to finding yeah. a job because then you can Absolutely. go and target specific employers um, and, you know, reach out to them and pitch to them directly basically.
But yeah, I really think it is thinking more deeply, not just about what you've done, but why that problems are being created and what other mm. organisations are likely mm. to be in that same cycle and have that yeah. same um, that same set of problems yeah. coming up. Yeah, yeah. Another exercise that I, you know, when, when people say to me that they should, I don't know, I can only find, you know, 10, 20, 30 companies. So what I do is that I, you know, if the person is a mechanical design engineer, I would put that on LinkedIn, you know, filter that down to the city and mm. start to look at all the mechanical design engineers and then start to look at, oh, do you see where this person worked? Do you see this person where did he or she worked? And they'll just start to absolutely amaze that there are yeah. so many other companies that they don't even know because yeah. you know because you 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 do not have the the access to those databases and that's the simplest way for yeah. you to make oh. a huge loop. You can actually grow from hundred to to uh, sorry ten to hundred in one day. Uh, can I tell you, you a funny story? Yeah. I'm sorry. It's just that the worst advice you can get about job seeking is from the person that's sitting next to you about what options are available to you. And, you know, we're yeah. doing LinkedIn Live and LinkedIn mm. tells you where people have gone, you know, where people have come mm. from in their careers. So I, I have um, a person that I'm working with at the moment and, you know, when we first started, started working together, she's a, she's a teacher and mm -hmm. she's like, Teachers, you know, really believe that teachers don't change their careers. But it's like, well, let's just look at what you'd like to do and yeah. or let's just put teaching in LinkedIn and um, and a couple of things that you think that you might might be able yeah. to do. I think we've, we found about 50 people that are doing yeah. amazing things that used to be teachers yeah you know, and 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 discovering what it is that is their interim move and then their next their next move so Absolutely. linkedin is just you know people often say well you know nurses or teachers or whoever yeah. don't change yeah. their career but you can guarantee no, it's i mean it's just a complete falsehood because yeah, you know everybody changes their career and now you know about it because it's all mostly online um where people exactly. have updated their linkedin profiles so Exactly. Yeah. And then you can then you can actually go to those people and say, hey, look, you know, Mary, I want to find out you've been a teacher for 15 years and now you work as a in HR. You mm. know, I can see that you did a you did a you know a degree you know, diploma in HR. But I just wanted to find out from you that how did you make that transition? What profession yeah. did you do and everything else? And there you go. Then you know those gold nuggets, uh, you yeah. know, are, are are the information that you need to not only prepare you uh, or to but also to to think laterally and think deeply oh wow this is also another way mm. to 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 really change career or change you know do something more meaningful yeah definitely so so that's that's one way another another thing last thing that i you know usually ask or you will ask now because i'm still preparing the plan is that then you make the list of the people who can really help you yeah uh who are the key people key connectors key stakeholders uh you know people who you think that are critical to your success uh, to finding that kind of work just write write those uh, you know names down because then you can strategically start to approach them 
if you've got 10 people, then you know, wow, these 10 people can really help me. Now let me think, how do I want to approach them? I don't want to really damage anything, but how do I then approach these people? Yeah. Uh, is that what a, are your thoughts? I, I think that, yeah, absolutely perfect thing is to make, make that list of people and be able to, you know, um, who, who might introduce me or who who looks yeah. really interesting and 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 reach yeah. out and connect with them yeah. um yeah per perfect way of, of of basically um uh planting the seed the thing about yeah. doing all of this though is I, and again I've, I've noticed it with um my clients and myself is yeah. that you can talk yourself out of things like this extremely easily mm. so um um, you know, you can get to the point of, well, why would that person say yes to me? That's a bit mm. of the mind games that, that, that go mm. on with, with, with yourself. Yeah, so yeah. sometimes when you're doing that kind of activity, um, yeah. part of your plan could be I'm just going to do this for 15 minutes a day and reach out to five people and reach mm. out to five people um, every day and, and make a habit of yeah. it, knowing yeah. that... Um, you know, those invisible barriers or those confidence barriers or those things will always inevitably, you know, um, all that belief Absolutely. system will, will stop you doing it, basically. Absolutely. 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 All right. Any any other parting thoughts on, on what to include in the plan? Uh, you know, what you can, what you should be including in the plan? I think we've covered it. So I guess, you know, we've sort of covered it in different ways, but one part is, you know, yourself, who you are, what your strengths, what your values are, what your motivations are, what you enjoy doing, because oh. that, you know, that helps you um, in, engage with others and be very engaging and find the right cultural fit for yourself. And then the other yeah. half of the plan is the, the practical, you know, the list of employers of oh. value that you can add um, to those yeah. employees, the skills that you have, and then use that as, um, and you're, you're, you've also got, you know, invisible barriers to, to overcome and yeah. a couple of things that you mentioned, but but use that as yeah. your guide. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Excellent. So as, as uh, you know, in the, before the LinkedIn Live, I said that we intend to do LinkedIn Live uh, until I'm in lockdown, which will be another, uh, you know, 20, 19, 20 days. Uh, so we'll be seeing this spring phase, uh, hopefully <laughs> Monday, Friday. Uh, uh, we see you know. gradually grow a beard, Neshad, is, or, you know, yeah. we'll, be, we'll end up with hair out here because we yeah. might go to the hairdresser and, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll look, you know, we'll, we are trying to bring you a new uh, different, different topics to the uh, to the forefront. Tomorrow we'll be talking another topic. Uh, we'll still be coming to you live 3 p.m. Melbourne time, 9.30 a.m. Uh, Indian time. And we'll be bringing a new guest. Uh, and if you, you know, as I said previously, if you want me or Caroline to talk about specific uh, the topics, uh, which which is what you think is important to you, or or you know your friends and your community out there uh please let please reach out to me let me know we in caroline will find the best guest uh you know to talk about those things uh you know and, and bring your new perspective on things as as this linkedin live this is more like a conversation style linkedin live we don't aim to to uh you know to achieve anything but provide you real valuable 
uh, you know, guidance and support in these trying and you know, unprecedented times. So uh, I'll see you again tomorrow, everyone, uh, you know, 3 p.m. Melbourne time. Thank you, Caroline, for joining us again. I look forward to another chat tomorrow. Yeah. See you next time and um, stay safe and well. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Your Career Down Under show. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to know more about how Your Career Down Under can help you, please reach out to us on www.yourcareerdownunder.com.au. And if you have got a question about today's episode or if you want us to do a particular show on a particular topic, please reach out to us. We would love to do that. Until next time, be well.